0: to the Unapologetic Podcast, starring the actual, fashionable Haley Smith and Sir Goodwin Live weekly podcast based around black culture current events, entertainment, best friends series, black love series, and controversial and informative topics, shows, and shows. Featuring special guests.
1: Subscribe, listen, and follow on all podcasts and social media platforms. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring, ring with the heart. Joy, sing, rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song. Full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. A-ye,
2: <laughs> so I am not by I'm I am so good with by I'm I am Jamal, by your I'm I
0: am Taisha, by your I'm I am Mama Emily, by
3: your Ayazara Zahra,
2: Nakagimbayo, Nakeda Makusaye. All right. We have a royal in the building today on the Unapologetic Podcast. Oh, we've been looking forward to this. I was so excited when they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably
0: free. Me too. I
2: said I was so proud. i crying. I <laughs> uh, reached out pre-pandemic and then the pandemic happened and now that things have slowed down we are glad to have Miss yes. Zara Glinda Baker in yes. the building with us today. And Mama Emily is with us today. Wow. This was 30 years. Yes. Is it thirty? Nearly. Yes. yes. Very, Very close to it. Yeah. 30 years in yeah. the making with uh two young ladies. Who uh, have been so influential on a community? Yes. Uh, just by putting the, uh, the the post up yesterday, I think that you all see how much you all influenced us, and it's Impactful. just it's just been great. Impactful. And even that song has stood. I've never Woo. we sing that song all the time. Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. yes, we do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So, uh, Before we get officially officially started, I want to say thank you. you. I thank you all for being great and spreading the gospel, and you know letting us know that black is beautiful and uh, to be unapologetically black. Yes, and it's just been it's been great, uh, just to you know for self esteem purposes and all those great things. And I'm pretty sure Jamal and Taisha. And, uh, but Jamal is here with us today, co-hosting. Yes, thank you, Jamal. Too. We have to introduce them. Jamal, thank you for being here. He's no stranger to the Unapologetic Podcast. And Taisha Williams, all graduates of uh, Meneer School, uh, are here to help co-host this Black History Month finale show. Yes. Ms. Sanders, <laughs> uh, Ms. Hooper. Jamal, why don't you tell us about the impact
0: that Miss Baker and Miss oh, Hooper had? Oh wow, it, it is a tremendous impact. And as Eddie just said, we sing that song all the time. Um, I'm a fan of reciting you all's poetry. Um, I too sing America. Yay. I am the darker brother. Okay. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes. Mm-hmm. But I smile, eat well, and grow strong. Tomorrow I'll eat at the table when company comes. No one will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I too am America. Yes! Yes. Yes. And believe it or not, I learned that from you all. Mm -hmm. And you know, black is beautiful, Uh, my people, Langston Hughes, uh, Battam Brooks, Mm -hmm. Um, we, we learned a lot from you all. I, I took from you all, I still love to see the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned as a black man um, that I could like the theater. That I, I didn't have to be into sports. Mm-hmm. I could like the arts. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, we travel and we see that we just went to see Frozen. And um, like I'm it. unabashedly unashamed of loving theater. And oh, you all goodness. did that for me. Oh, so, so thank you all so very much. Taisha, thank you for
2: that wonderful
0: rendition of uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Why don't you tell us the impact
2: that they've made on you? You are the singer and actress and all of those great things. I can
1: say all of those things. (laughs) I mean, just having women that were unapologetically black And um, growing up, and not just learning about African-American culture, but African culture. Yes. Um, For me, growing Mm -hmm. up, it was like, all right, lift, well, not even lift every voice and sing. It was the Star Spangled Banner. But then it's like, that's not your anthem. And then I, I learned, you know, lift every voice and sing, and that's my anthem. But then you have, yeah, that's right. Africa, <laughs> And that's my anthem, yeah. you know what yes, I mean? Yes. So just being able to glean from you all um, that strength, that, that boldness, that grace mm-hmm. and beauty to just be who I am and love who I am and let that radiate give it to the world you know yes. everything that was yes. poured into me just give it back because I've, I've been doing it I've, I've been doing the theater and the mm-hmm. music and I had an opportunity um there was a period of time I would say about almost 15 years ago now where Manir didn't have any music in the school mm-hmm. so um I volunteered to go oh, start okay. a choir okay. <laughs> okay. No. and um it just happened to be around Black History Month when I went. And Black is So Beautiful is one of the songs yeah. that I taught to kids. So I had them, Black is, Black is so beautiful. 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 And it's so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to be black. Yeah. And that, I don't know. Uh, too much to um, too much to speak really on, is. but just treasure, wow. treasure times in my life that I'll carry with me always, and impart to my children. And hopefully, they'll impart to their children. You created a legacy, That's culture. and yes. um, thank you. Thank, thank it's you. It's too small a word. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Um, we didn't know what to expect when you all came to near You know, in the beginning, you know, you know, it was completely different, but we bought in, and, yes. uh, and, and, it, and it worked, you know. <laughs> we didn't know
0: what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, truth. I, what I was saying earlier is that um, many, many people parachuted into our communities and left, and what was great about you all is that we always saw you traversing through the community after school as well, so it yeah. wasn't just a part of you all's mm-hmm. life. we you all made us your life, and we really appreciated that. And uh, it was, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so how
2: did you all meet? <laughs> this is a good story. <laughs> yes.
4: uh, but before we start, I do just want to say what an honor it is Ooh. to be invited into this space. And, um... Uh, you're talking about the impact that we had on you but you all had an incredible impact on us then and um, this moment is one that I would just really treasure to have an opportunity to be reflective because we don't always have a chance to do that Mm -hmm. and I come from a family of educators and Mm -hmm. I know that especially at this time in the country um, we're not always appreciating the impact that educators have and so it is really an honor to have this moment to feel like hey maybe that made a
1: difference so (laughs) thank you absolutely, thank you, you deserve your flowers absolutely
5: Absolutely. so this all started actually um for me i'll say i'm going to take it back it started um when i went to college at butler university and i was um, told that i basically had to leave behind my gospel singing in order to be accepted into this opera style of singing at Butler, and it really shut me down. It made me feel like I wasn't allowed to bring all of myself into Mm -hmm. the room, that my culture was not valid. And um, it actually made me start feeling like I couldn't sing. So Mm -hmm. I shut down. And it wasn't until several years later when I started realizing that uh, the songs that I sang in church were actually songs that had been sung for centuries Centuries. not just in my church but across the country like lift every voice was a song that i thought you know i i thought you know we just that's just what we did we you you sing that song you stand up you everybody (laughs) stands up you sing that song in indiana i didn't know that all (laughs) over the country that it meant something and i didn't know songs like Swing low, sweet Chariot mm-hmm. had hidden messages inside yes. of them. I didn't know that Precious Lord or all those songs had messages for our survival. Yes. And when I started realizing that, something in me started waking up. Yes. Something in me started saying, this is my purpose. This is what I came to do is to not only sing those songs, but to share this message of hope and resilience, and recognize that it's a tool that we can still use. So when I moved to Chicago, um, I was asked to create a residency on African American music that I could take into the schools. Because my thing was, I felt like if opera music, first of all, African music was like the first music, right? Absolutely. So all of the fundamentals of music are inside of that music. You've got dynamics, you've got tempo, yes. you've got rhythm, you've got polyrhythms. You have everything that's present. And you can teach music from using African music. Absolutely. So um, opera music isn't the only music. Classical music isn't the only music that you can teach the fundamentals of music from. That's and I felt that it was important for our people in particular to understand our heritage and our legacy and the power that we had. So uh, I started. Uh, I was hired through the Old Town School of Folk Music to design this residency. And as I was working on the residency, I went to Emily because I, um, I actually went to a bookstore and Emily was uh, working there. And I, I decided that I wanted to find stories to go along with the songs. Mm-hmm. So that um, it would be an easier way to understand the the to contextualize Mm the the song, like rather than giving a lecture on songs from captivity or songs from the civil rights movement, I wanted stories to go along with them so that uh, young people could embrace it more fully with their whole body, as opposed to feeling like okay, now we're going to have a lecture in history. Mm -hmm. So when I went to the bookstore um, trying to find books, then um, Emily was the one that helped me, and... So I think I'll
4: give a little background then to how I came to be working in that bookstore. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, I grew up in a family that um, was very grounded in faith, but also came from family educators, as I mentioned. And... My mother you know really believed that that kids should perform, and so I went to college and uh, majored in theater and moved to Chicago, thinking that I would pursue a career as an actress and felt pretty immediately that there were not the kind of opportunities that I had anticipated for a young black actress and I was sort of thinking, okay, so this isn 't going the way I thought it was going to go. And what do I want to do next? And so I was working in this bookstore, yep. and Zara came in and said, "Could you help me find stories to go with these songs?" And I said, "Sure." And she said, "By the way, I'm going to be singing to open for a concert given by Jackie Torrance, wow. who was the you know premier African American uh, storyteller in the country, but really premier storyteller yeah. in the country. Period." Yes. And I'd okay. never seen a professional storyteller before, and so I was like, "Sure." I came to that concert, and I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. I want to be that. (laughs) Um, And um, so the Illinois Arts Council has a grant called the Master Apprenticeship Program in the folk arts, where if you want to learn something that is a folk art form, you can pick someone you want to study with. So I picked a wonderful storyteller named Shanta, and I studied uh, with her, and I said to Zara, okay, now I'm telling stories. Would you like to, you know, try doing this? And so um, when we started trying to get ready for coming to do things in the classroom at Meniere, my roommate at the time was like, people would, y'all should do this out. Like, people would like to hear you. Mm -hmm. And we, so, sort of, kind of at the same time that we started developing things for Muneer, we also started, you know, sharing our work in coffee shops, etc. But I I think I cannot emphasize enough the significance of the fact that we've been performing together for about 30 years. (laughs) And that seminal pieces of our repertoire were developed... To be performed at there mm-hmm. and with that particular audience in mind, mm-hmm. and um, I'll give you an example. So um, there's a story called um, "The People Who Can Fly," um, you know, and Zara came to me saying, "Oh, we should do the story," and you know, we should do it. And I was like, "I don't want to do it there. Um, I don't want to do that story because that story is talking about people being able to fly away." And I was like, and I feel like there are people there are children in the classroom who might feel like I want to fly away and I can't fly away. And so I was like, I'm not at peace with that. And I kept reading the story. She kept saying, but we got to do this. We got to do this. And I was like, okay, let me listen and see what is spirit trying to say about the story. And so, um, you know, um, I was sitting in church on Sunday and heard Ram Jeremiah, Wright preach this sermon where he talked about the drummers. Mm-hmm. Um, and how um, the there was a time where people could not hear. I don't know. Somehow I got something from him talking about the drummers, and it helped me to think of the beginning of the story. And the end of the story that we came up with essentially said that those who could fly away were important, but those who stayed were also important. Absolutely. And I felt like that was a message that I felt comfortable taking into the school. Um that was a really significant moment. So that's an example of how, like, the work that we developed was very much, and conti- pieces that we yeah. continue to perform were developed with that particular audience in mind. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I also think about um, that. Also, for me,
5: my parents, my grandparents were sharecroppers. You know, so when when we when we develop stories or think about who are the ones that we want to elevate, you know, who, you know, I sometimes I also think about the ones that, you know, just got up every morning mm-hmm. and they kept doing it. You know, they don't, they, they didn't go down in the history books, but they're still, they're, their stories are still valid and they deserve to be recognized. So I feel like um, the, the, that we try to find that balance in the stories that we tell too.
2: Mm-hmm. How did you all end up at Meniere School? So Manier um, uh, somehow was, um, because
5: I was, I was um, the residency was through the old time School of Folk Music. Oh, okay. And that, at that time, they were um, at, uh, on Armitage. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very far yep. from Manier. So somehow Yay, um, you is. all were in the radar. <laughs> and so someone just recommended that I go over um, come over there and talk to the principal and see if we could get it started. That's awesome. And Thank you, Marlene. Who's, um, um, and um, <laughs> who was the uh, Mr. 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 Carrington? Carrington? Mr. was The first day I was there, he was like, because uh, it was only supposed to be a six-week residency. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so what if we want you longer?
3: <laughs> that, is, that is so Mr. Carrington.
4: Yeah. You know, just cool, <laughs> laid back. You know, mm-hmm. I think also in terms of what we see happening in arts education, like at that time, we, Zara was brought in through Old Town School of Folk Music, but then Ms. Shemansky and Mr. Carrington were like, okay, so what if we want you to come back and do the whole school? Yeah. And so it became a part, a long-term partnership. It did. And... Yeah. But we weren't called teaching artists at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they weren't saying, we want you to come improve the reading scores. Mm-hmm. They were saying, we want you to be part of the school. Yes. Right. And so yeah. when we yeah. were designing the lessons, we weren't saying, we want to integrate this and that. We were saying, we just want to be part of the life of this community. Yeah. And I really feel like yeah. our goals were a lot focused on um, like empowerment, like self-esteem. Yeah. Also, because I, I was like, I don't know, other than the choir,
5: mm-hmm.
4: um, which was
3: amazing. Amazing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> other than the choir, I don't know that we actually had culminating events. Did we? No. we. I didn't. think it was more about having the joyful experiences yeah. with the arts and from that, um, build, getting a sense of empowerment. Yes.
0: But it wasn't like this... Um, we got in 6 weeks we got to like it exactly. this. like it wasn't so know.
1: structured mm-hmm.
0: talk talk about some of your initial impressions if you can recall back then like what what did you think coming into menire and, and what um what did you get from coming to Muneer? Ooh, what? good question
1: we know the kids we grew up with <laughs> we are those kids
3: <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right
5: well In the office um, that the greeter
1: um, Raina Landy. Was it Raya Landy? Older lady. Older lady. Miss Allen. Miss Allen.
2: Miss Allen. She was she was like, hello, baby. (laughs) 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 She she just passed about a month ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Mm I didn't know that. Miss Allen. Yeah, but uh, so
5: the first impression of going into school always is who the greeter is and how they make you feel when you step into the building. And she was the greeter, and I, I always just felt like this must be home. Mm-hmm. You know, so whatever happens at home, we're going to work it out. <laughs> well, I definitely
4: felt a real sense of community. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and, and when I say that, I mean that the teachers were in concert with us. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember feeling like we're battling mm-hmm. You know, any particular teacher. Mm-hmm. It was very much that we were working in partnership. Mm-hmm. And I remember, this is kind of a crazy story, but I remember this one crazy moment where um, this is when the Jordan tennis shoes had first started to come out. Mm-hmm. And I was in a first-grade classroom, and this young lady was kicking her Jordans just on and off her feet and on and off her feet and totally distracting from my lesson. And I said, if you do that again, um, I'm going to put you out. And she did it again. And I said, I'm going to take your shoes and I'm going to put you out. And I took her shoes and I put her out and there was no, like, you know, I was, I was fully supported in that. So she was, you know, in the hallway and, um, I continued the lesson. The teacher, you know, kept an eye on her. I finished the lesson. When I finished the lesson, I went to the office. And I said to Miss um, Shemansky, I said, you know, I want to let you know that I took this young lady's shoes. Um, I'm giving them to you so they can be returned to her. But I don't, if there's an issue, you know, if parents are upset about it, I want to let you know that this happened. But she said, if you did something that got her more engaged or her family more engaged to come that's okay yeah. like it I wasn't told like mm-hmm. you were out of line mm-hmm. or this was inappropriate mm-hmm. and I never had a problem from her again you know after that Good. um mm-hmm. there was like this sense of um we're because ultimately it was about I like we got to do this lesson and mm-hmm. we I can't have something happening that's not focusing on it you know, at the same time, I feel like when we would have an idea for a lesson, like, we were thinking maybe we would want to, they would be all over it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it became community in that we would have ideas, teachers would have ideas. I felt like it was a sense of we were working toward a common goal. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: I think that, I, I remember Miss Matula. I can't remember the other. Yeah. There was, like, a team of, of teachers that were, that had, like, a African-American studies
1: um, this Miss Mitchell. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Right, right. <laughs>
5: so they included us in on what their goals were for that. So we were also kind of trying to tailor Miss Bridge too. Miss Bridge yeah. Yes. And
1: we literally did a slave auction mm. in the classroom. Wow. As a part of um a Black History Month lesson. Yeah, and the fairer-skinned students. Whoa! Like seriously. Wow. We did that in the classroom, and it was a learning experience that I will never forget. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And I know people will look at it now, like, "Wow, that's 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 insane. That's over to the top." Yeah. But it was a reality. It was. Yeah. Um,
5: yeah. Although
1: harsh, um, mm-hmm. but our people made it through that, and yeah. it's it's. Mm-hmm. That resilience, right? Yeah, it right. was a great segue. <laughs> Seriously, though, no,
2: um, yeah. I don't know.
1: It was all needed. Yeah.
2: Are you all still in the classroom? Mm-hmm. I am.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get back just. Oh, to I'm sorry. Okay. This, um, what I, you know, I, I feel like there were some days when, well, I wasn't sure like how spirituals were going to fall because it was right at the time. I think pretty much like right when hip hop, when rap and hip hop was happening, so mm-hmm. this quicker tempo music was happening at the same time that I'm coming in, going
3: swing swing low, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know.
5: But, um, but what uh, what we were doing, what I re- one of the lessons I remember was with swing low was that we mixed it with Harriet Tubman and and uh, of acting out. Um, helping enslaved people move out of slavery and those that were in the field singing swing low while Harriet Tubman was pulling some of the other ones away and they were using the song to distract the so-called master of what was uh, what was really going on so this whole life so it was for for me it was the challenge of trying to figure out how to meet you where you were but to enhance the knowledge in a way with your whole body yes. so that you might be able to accept it. And for the most part, I mean, I remember um, um, people like catching on to it and, you know, wanting to be a part of it and, and, and coming up with their own ideas and um, volunteering to take on different parts and stuff. So, um, so I was really excited about it. And I was also thinking um, it was during that time that I was also going through a lot of um, physical challenges myself. And there had been some um, pre-cancer cells that were found. And um, so I remember um, some of my days at Meneer, feeling like, if this is what I came to do, I'm just going to share as much love as I can. <laughs> and we felt it. And it's like, I just feel like I felt like everybody looked at, I saw that. Essence of love and beauty, and that's what that's that's that was the vibration that I wanted to work off of. And and the way that you know that it's coming back, it's like wow, that was yeah, nice. <laughs> that's that's what so you say. You're
2: still in the classroom now.
5: I am now. Um, I never stopped. i um, I was um, Dr. Davis invited me back to Maneer uh, maybe about three years ago to do. The eighth grade graduation commencement mm-hmm. speech. So that That's was really awesome. exciting. To be, to I would love of. to be there. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
5: but yeah, I'm still doing now. Um, I work for an organization called Urban Gateways, mm-hmm. in particular, and uh, they send me into schools uh, doing residencies. And right now, I've been doing long term residency at a school in Inglewood. Um, That's now, awesome. Mays. Um, elementary, and this is, I think, my sixth or seventh year there, that's so I've awesome. gotten to um, grow with them as well.
1: So. It's amazing, because they'll get to share the same stories right. that we are sharing right now, <laughs> right.
5: and that's um, going to be awesome. And it's funny, it's yeah I mean, I, I taught um, IA to uh, one classroom, and the next week, uh, one of the, because I've been, uh, that school Itself changed its name from Banneker to May. So we were, we both were at Banneker as well. And then I came back years later after the merging. And so when I taught IA, um, the next time I saw one child, the next time I went in, this child came up to me and said, my uncle said he know that song.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: awesome. So I would say I'm not actively in elementary classrooms Mm -hmm. anymore, but I am still teaching actively. So Mm -hmm. I work at the University of Chicago at the Logan Center for the Arts, Mm -hmm. and I um, am the Senior Director of Community Arts Engagement, so Mm -hmm. I design programs that um, work to have meaningful access of community into the space. And I also, outside of that, and so I teach storytelling at the university, but I also do a lot of teaching in a lot of different environments. So I um, work with a group of um, women of color called the Soul Collective, and I work as artistic director, sort of designing and helping people to learn storytelling. I teach storytelling in the community for people who want to learn how to do it. Um, I've been invited into a lot of it's, it's been kind of amazing blessing for me to see the places that storytelling has taken me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I over the last year did a series of workshops for nonprofit organizations on ethical storytelling That's awesome. trying to help organizations think about what does it mean to be present, in various communities, and to activate the stories of communities in a way that is ethical, you know, so that we're not um, exploiting or taking advantage of the stories. So that's been exciting, and Zara and I together this summer um, did a workshop through Old Town School of Folk Music with an organization called Mamas, which is a group of women whose children have been wrongfully incarcerated, and we work with them to help them tell their stories as a meaning, as a... um, in an effort of advocacy. So um, I'm still doing lots of teaching all the time in different Mm -hmm. places. I do a lot of teaching of teachers, too, Mm -hmm. um, through an organization called Opportunities for All, where I'm trying to help teachers think about how they can um, do storytelling in the classroom.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, um, people are thinking right now, uh, you all were cutting edge 30 years ago. Like, honestly. Like, uh, you talk about culturally relevant pedagogies, and you all were doing this before that was a a thing. So people are thinking right now, where did you learn? How did did you learn that? Where did that come from? I mean, you talk about your school at uh, at Butler. Mm -hmm. Um, Where where did you come up with these strategies, very effective strategies incorporating our culture? Our culture. Not just during Black History Month, right. but all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. And, and so uh, I'd like to hear Wow. what were the impetus
5: I that? You know, well, like I said, initially, it was, um, it was personal for me. It was um, part of it is being a uh, growing up a dark-skinned black girl you know like you talked about like it's like even within our own community we still have a lot of work to do to deal with our internalized racism and yes. our, our view of self and each other and um, part of the healing is for us to be able to um, see the best in each other yeah. Absolutely. so my uh, my heart leads and then later on, I meet scholars who go, oh, well, that's called this. That's called that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Absolutely>. Well, okay. <laughs> you know. um There's a lot of things I want to say in response to that. First of all, um, I'll emphasize that I grew up in a household where my mother was a teacher and my mother taught for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister also was a teacher, and now she's at Northwestern in the Department of Education teaching teachers. So I grew up in an environment that really supported education. Um, When I went to college, I I went to Yale, and um, I was a theater major, and I also finished the teacher training program to teach English. And so when I moved to Chicago, I thought, well, I'm going to do some theater, and I'm going to teach. And when I went to the Board of Education, I wasn't ready to be a full-time teacher because I still wanted to be an act. I wanted mm-hmm. to substitute. And my experience was terrible. I was just received in a horrible way. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, and because it, it had to do with, I didn't feel like like my personhood was being honored in that experience. And so when Zara came to me, it was like a way to go into a school where we would be welcomed into the community, that was important. But in terms of like designing lessons, it was a lot of thinking about, I think, you know, it really was a focus on cultural consciousness and what can we do that nurtures cultural consciousness, which I feel like ultimately is about love, Mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Um, And so... um, I when I think about our time at Veneer, kind of there's like a lesson that I remember the most. It's that lesson when we were teaching about Harriet Tubman and we made the classroom, the Underground Railroad. And we were crawling under I the desks and yeah. you know, doing that. Um, there's another lesson yeah. <laughs> where we um, um, were activating the sit-in movement, you know, mm-hmm. in the classroom, yes. mm-hmm. and but I would, you know, const. I think it pushed me, because I would be constantly remembering experiences that I'd had, oh, I want to share this poem or reading mm-hmm. and reading and reading, like, what's the right poem to take, what's the mm-hmm. right story to take you know, for this moment, and I think for us as a people you know, in terms of the significance and relevance of that artists and cultural makers have to a moment, I think I'm always thinking, like, what is the story that people need to hear right now? You know? Um, yeah. And sometimes you don't know. Because,
5: you know, we'll part of it, we both had to trust each other. We might step into, we might have one idea, but I'll step into a room and either one of us could be like, something tells me we need to do this right now. Wow. you know yep. and then later on somebody'd be like in tears going that was the story i need yep. to hear because yep. you know so it's like trusting but I also um I wanted to add to what you were saying because I don't know what it is but it's like it's called um, the culture is part of it, but everything that we're saying is that it's a full body experience. It's not just like sitting and watching a movie or someone else or reading about it. It's acti- activating your body in the experience of it that we both knew when we were designing our plan, our lessons that we, we knew that we wanted that to be a part of it as well.
4: Another thing wow. that I want to emphasize the significance of the principal saying we want you to work with the whole school. And sort of uh, the learning experience that we had of saying, okay, this is the story we think we're going to do with um, fourth through eighth grade, and then saying, actually, I think the kindergartners can handle it, you know. And sort of like, how do we? Um, what is appropriate for various age groups, but also like what is empowering? you know, um, I think was important. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, uh, something we really learned by being, if we had only been going to 6th through 8th grade, we wouldn't have learned mm-hmm. what is the impact of our telling, you know, that story, the people who could fly, those who ride the wind to
2: the kindergartners, mm-hmm. you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. So there was no target age group that you all had in mind going to Manila Initially, the
5: target, I think, was 4th, Might have been four through six Mm -hmm. for that one residency. Mm -hmm. But then after that residency was when Mr. Matthew came up and she caught both of us in the hallway and said, want everybody to have it and she was like you know write up a plan for it and get it back to me i just pleased
1: and honored to be able to say that i was a part of that fourth through sixth oh, okay. grade <laughs> so i didn't miss out on that opportunity okay. right. that, that initial
2: opportunity right right um, i was in fifth grade and i remember you all just it felt like you cared you kept coming back ooh. it felt like you cared I didn't know I was black, you know, <laughs> okay. um, but I definitely didn't think that, you know, black was beautiful. That's not what was, especially being dark-skinned, and I, I thought, I, I, and Sandy knows, and I, I love Miss Baker, you know, it was like, <laughs> why? You know, you were singing, and you were confident, and it was like, wow. I, I I didn't know I was black until I got to LaSalle. I went to LaSalle in seventh grade. Um, that's when I knew I was black. Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> you know, my lip,
2: you, yeah, like, lips and ooh, nose and ooh, all this stuff, you know, that's, you know, ooh, when things so change. That hmm? No, that's that, so yeah. real. And then yeah. getting to Lincoln Park, you know, I was, you know, that's when all the cultures kind of, you know, Blended and yeah. melted together, mm-hmm. but um just you all saying black was beautiful, and that was just a, a, just a wonderful experience. That you know, I, I'm now is I'm unapologetic about it. I'm black. I'm fat. I'm, I'm you know, I got these big old features and all that stuff. You know, I'm yeah. loud. Yeah. <laughs> right. The beauty of being
1: black is that I mean we we're, we're just. We're just amazing creations like I don't think there's anything we can't do mm-hmm. um, and I think that's where where the fear comes in um, but it's it's also where the blinders come up it's like mm-hmm. all right man how's this person what who said it an educated Negro is a dangerous Negro mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, I, I think it was Paul Robertson I may be wrong, but I believe so. And um, now, at 40, (laughs) I'm learning that it's not just black history. Like, black history is American history. Mm -hmm. Black history is African history. Mm -hmm. Black history is European history. Mm -hmm. We're present everywhere. Mm -hmm. We're not just here. Mm -hmm. We're present. Mm -hmm. We're active. We're Mm -hmm. alive. We're flowing. We're part of everything. And... Literally everything is a part of us. Um, no pieces move without us, and I think we were able to get just a sampling of that identity being introduced to you all, and it's just grown, like, <laughs> and and it, and it continues to grow. This is like, man, for all of the kids that didn't have, you know, a Miss Baker or you know, for to come into their school, what they missed out on. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's where my heart goes. It's mm-hmm. like okay, so Perfect. now they now it's own my own turn. Speaker. They own Miss
0: Hooper.
2: They're There are a lot of
1: culture workers mm-hmm. out there. That's what pulled me there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To go back to Manir, like yeah. no, they need this. I yes. have this. I know what this right. did for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I'm glad that you have gentlemen like these that had the same experience that I had because Jamal worked in the schools yeah. and. It's it's like your job is your job, but you do more than your job oh, every
0: yeah, day. Yeah, and uh, so what do you do, this job? Uh, I'm a police officer. Oh, okay. Um, and I work security at some schools. Mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a baby and got married, so I know I only have one job now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but it is it's important to see faces like you all, mm-hmm. and to really understand that. These kids don't come to the classroom as empty vessels. They have yes. they have a wealth of experiences and knowledge. And what you all did was extract those things. They're yes. already they, they're empowered by virtue of being black and being born. Mm-hmm. You all made us realize that we were empowered exactly. and beautiful. Exactly. And and these these are the things I'm I'm going into education. I'm two classes away from getting oh, my yay. master's education. And I want to be a disruptor. You all were disruptors in the very best way. You all made us reach down deep and realize who we were and that we were black and beautiful and capable. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to, you all, you all to realize the impact that you all have had over time. And I am grateful to have known you guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And you all
2: are, you know, on big stages now. You know, I follow you on <laughs> Facebook and things. You know, you all performing <laughs> all over on big stages and still impacting people today. And uh, we thank you. We mm-hmm. definitely right. thank you. Um, we, you know, we're black and we're proud and we're beautiful. And this, it, it, it started. We. We understood that at an early age, and we've been able to carry it for all of these years. You know, I was able to have Ms. Baker at my uh, wedding yeah. and, you know, married and all these yeah. children and yeah. uh, <laughs> all of us <laughs> yeah, are married with children, with children right? you know. And uh, just it to be good people, you know that's what that's what it's all yeah, about, it's you know to spread love and yes. give love. All we have this situation going on in the Ukraine, which yeah, I, I, I'm getting old because I turn on CNN now in the morning. <laughs> I turn it on like, what's going on right? right here? It's <laughs> you right. Know? It's, it's
1: very France and Haiti ish, mm-hmm.
2: and it's just it's like, like it's ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's not what it's about. You know whether you're black or whatever color, you know, and it wasn't. You know, we when we talk about black, it's not being black; it's it's, it's just being confident in who you are and comfortable in your own skin. It's not trying to demean any other race, right. you know. But we are who we are. Right. Um, So we yeah, we definitely thank you all for that. Well, it's
5: just I mean, my heart is just so full. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so wonderful. You just never know, like you know what um what impact you have for her. Mm-hmm. and i i just really appreciate
2: you all taking the time to invite us mm-hmm. to
3: thank
2: you and i i would i would be wrong if i didn't ask you all to perform something.
3: do the
5: wind okay okay you. <laughs> no, win. okay okay so uh, we will do our signature piece which is the one that we did which is the one that Emily talked about, that we found that all the age rages um, needed some part of that story. <laughs> and uh, um, the joy of it is that it's a, it's a story that combines both of our, of our talents. The, the, the music from our history um, is, our, is woven in through it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start with O for you.
3: Oh, oh, freedom.
4: who were blessed with the gift of being able to work the ground and make things grow. And there were some who could take what came from the ground and mix it together to make medicines to heal people. And there were some who were blessed with the gift of music. And sometimes
3: they used that gift to sing.
4: Yes. But other times, they use that gift on the drums, and they used their drums to send messages to each other. But there came a time when those who were working the ground and those who were healing and those who were singing, they were all so busy doing their work that they did not hear that the rhythm in the drum was changing. You see, the drummers were trying to send a warning. The warning was that strangers were slipping into their villages, and in this way, Strangers were able to come in and to divide them against each other and to capture them and to carry them into captivity. And when they were captured, the gifts
3: closed up
4: inside of them and they were carried across the water and they landed on these shores where they were forced to work in fields called plantations. And as they were out there working in those fields side by
3: side, some of them,
4: started to sing.
3: Over my head.
4: was this strong young man. And he got everybody to singing together while they were working and it was lifting their spirits and changing their rhythm and the overseer didn't like
3: it. He saw this young man and what he was doing. He came over and he was about to start.
4: When there was this old woman way back in the corner of the field and she looked over there at them about to whip that young man, and she just raised Hush. up her arms, and she called on oh. the spirit, and she called Somebody out that young man's name. And when she called his name, name he walked out of his the
3: oh. wind. Hmm.
4: Now, everybody saw him going, but they did not understand how it was happening. So the next day, the overseer was out there just watching, and watching, he was determined it out. And about noon, when the sun was straight up in the sky and the heat was bearing down, there was a young woman working with her baby on her back and she stopped to comfort her
3: baby. A little baby, do cry you'll be an a-
4: she had stopped working. He came over, he was about to start, when that old woman just raised up her arms, called on the spirit, called out that young oh, sh- woman's name. She held somebody, that baby and they cried my all the name.
3: Oh. Now, all afternoon, that old woman got oh, busy just calling out the
4: name. Calling out the names, somebody calling out the names of the ones who were blessed with that name. gift, and when she called them, they walked up oh, on the air and they
3: rose and Well,
4: the overseer realized that she had something to do with it. He called her over. He called the plantation owner. They were about to kill her. She looked at them. She said, "You can't." We, are, we the ones are the ones who one
3: ride the wind. Oh, ha.
4: And she was gone. Now, the ones who had left, they started calling out to her because they wanted her to take them with her. But she couldn't take them because not everyone was given the gift of being able to ride the wind. You see, the ones who were left here We were given
3: the gift of being able to survive.
4: Situation we have been in. We have always made a way to be
3: free.
2: Wow. timeless, ageless.
4: (laughs) But understand, that story wouldn't be told the way that it's told if we hadn't been working at Minear when we developed that story. We developed that story that way because of the audience we would be sharing it with. Wow.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was, you took me back. (laughs) Oh, wow. You all have just supreme talent, first of all. And it's real, it's authentic. Felt that in here, you know, and uh, I see myself sitting in Miss Mitchell's classroom right now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, thank you all so much for thank being you. here today, yes, you. and uh, yes. continue fighting a good fight and educating, teaching, pass it on. Pass it on. Yes. yes, thank you. Yes. It's an honor. Yes, all of us. We, you know, we have our own children, but we definitely are in the community. Um, doing what we can i absolutely, <laughs> absolutely absolutely so we want to thank Mama Emily for being yes. here today yes. wonderful storyteller we want to thank Zara Glenda Baker Miss yes. yes. Baker for being here today your voice is as strong as ever oh yes. wow. wow 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 thank you all Jamal thank you for being here as well I know this was special for you and it was special for you to be here with me as well as Taisha. I staying on. You know, hey, don't cancel on me, get on down here. (laughs) Taisha lives in Rockford. So she came a long way to be here today. Uh but they do it again. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Thank you all for being here. Continued success and giving the people what we need. We need this. Hopefully, you learned something back there, too. You know we'll be talking about it later. (laughs) 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 Round of applause. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And thank you to your beautiful
2: assistant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll take a quick picture, and then we'll let everybody get on to their own homes. All right? Thank you all.